Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima Laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic-grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at-home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now... This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEALS. You're listening to the Food Heals Podcast. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. Happy holidays, happy new year. I hope you're enjoying some time with people that you love. It's a time for family and friends and fun festive activities and cooking and baking and gift giving and all of the things. But it's also a time that can bring our traumas to the surface, our frustrations to the surface. It can challenge us. It can also remind us of those who we have lost, who aren't with us to celebrate this year. And it can give us pause for self-reflection, like what do we want to bring in to the new year and what do we want to leave behind? What do we want to create? Who do we want to be? What do we want to change? And this can bring up a lot. It can bring up worry and it can bring up excitement. So that's what today's episode is going to dive deeply into is setting intentions for a brand new year. First, I'll be sharing my three tools for getting into alignment with your intentions, not just setting them, but getting into alignment. These are three tools that will help you get into alignment to make sure that you reach those goals, that those intentions happen easily with grace and ease. Then I'll be speaking with Dylan Abea, who says that working on aspects of yourself that quote, no one can take away from you is critical. Your mindset, character, personality, fitness, and mental well-being. Well, I couldn't agree more with that, so let's get into it. Roll it, Roxy. The Food Hills Podcast starts now. With the new year almost here, cheers to 2024, it's that time to think about what we want to change. We all make those resolutions, right? We're hoping they'll make our lives better in the new year. But let's face it, most of those resolutions fail before January ends. That's just sadly statistics. So why bother with resolutions that don't stick, that won't stick? So let's talk about why they might not work so well and what we can actually do to make a difference, to make that change. We have put a lot of energy into these resolutions in the past, but they don't last very long because they're too resolute. <laughs> so if you fail, you're disappointing yourself, right? So how about setting intentions instead? This is a simple mindset switch, but it's a very powerful one. Let's switch from resolutions to intentions. 
Because resolutions are like saying something is not good enough and I need to fix it. But setting intentions is more about saying, I want to feel a certain way or I want to experience something. Intentions have more impact because they're based on feeling good. They're not based on strict rules. They're not based on judgment that say you're a failure if you don't stick to them. So for example, instead of saying, I will lose 20 pounds, you could try saying, I want to move more and eat better so I can feel great in my body. Because it's not just about the goal, it's about feeling good along the way. So let's break that down. So step one is just to focus on what you want. Resolutions focus on what's wrong. So we want to shift our focus to what we want to create. Think about the experience that you want to have and why it feels good instead of dwelling on the problems or why it feels bad not to have the thing. We want to be in the feeling of experiencing the thing, of having the thing, the gratitude for it and how great it feels. Step two is to stay positive, not toxic positivity, but to stay positive and have a belief in this ability to have it, in your ability to make it happen. So push away all the doubts that say it won't happen, it can't happen, and here's why. Don't live in the past where it didn't work or it didn't happen. Live in the now. Keep those positive vibes and believe in what it is that you want to achieve. Now, I know this doesn't mean that negative thoughts aren't going to pop up, but when a negative thought creeps in, counteract it with three positive ones every single time. And then you're guaranteed to be in a more positive state than a negative one. Step three is to take small steps towards your goals because manifesting or whatever you want to call it isn't just dreaming or writing it down, or thinking about it, or visioning it. Now those things are important, but it's absolutely doing too. It's taking those small, consistent, daily action steps towards your intentions. You want to feel healthier, you want to be healthier, start with those small changes. Start eating a vegan meal once per day. Swap out that junk food for fruit or smoothies or healthier options. Squeeze in quick exercises throughout your day. Every time before you walk out the door, do 10 squats, do five push-ups, whatever it might be. Take a longer walk than you did yesterday. These baby steps will pave the way. Now, here's the key to all of this. It's alignment. We can't be saying one thing and doing another or doing one thing while saying another, whether it's out loud or in our heads. If I'm exercising from a place of I'm not good enough, that is not alignment. But if I'm exercising from a place of this makes my body feel better, this makes my body look better, this makes my body healthier, that is alignment with my actions, my thoughts, and my goals. Picture it feel it and do something about it from a place of positivity and that feeling of feeling good. It's all about aligning your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions with what you desire. That is the key and that is where the magic lies. So here are my favorite healing tools to help you get there, to help you get to that place of alignment where goal setting and manifesting is easy and graceful and not painful. So the following are three tools that when done on a regular basis will help you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically to reach your goals. Hint, 
Stick around because tool number three is my absolute favorite. Tool number one, you've heard me talk about it before, but I still love it and swear by it. Tool number one is write and burn. Writing and burning is a powerful way to get rid of stored, buried emotions that are literally weighing us down. You want to lose weight? You want to not feel so heavy in your body? Write and burn. We all have these things, okay? Because frankly, life happens. It's going to continue to happen. It's how we deal with it that matters, right? And writing and burning is very different from journaling. So please do not confuse the the two. Writing and burning is about letting go. It's not about keeping records or manifesting what you want to occur. This is letting go. This is step one in the process. This is tool number one. First, we have to let go to create the space to create what we want, to create the space for more joy, peace, and happiness to come into our physical being, right? So writing and burning is about finding a quiet spot, grabbing a pen and some paper. This is not a pretty journal. This is scrap paper because we're going to get rid of it. We're going to burn it or we're going to flush it down the toilet. And you can start by setting intention. Like I want to release this anger that I feel towards X situation or X person, or I want to make room in my life for better health. I want to feel better, whatever it is. There's probably something behind why you haven't reached your goal. There's a feeling that's buried. There's a memory that's buried buried inside our subconscious, inside, stored in our body. So start writing about it. Even if it's something very simple, I'm mad because my coworker did this or my family member said this, whatever it is that's up for you right now, write it down. Don't hold back. Make sure no one's around. No one's ever going to see this. So literally don't hold back. And write until you feel complete. Write until you feel everything is out. Write until you're like, ah, God, that feels good to get that feeling out of me, right? No need to judge what you're writing. Let it come out on the pages. Release those emotions onto the page. They're not out of your body. You're transferring this energy out of you and it's going to start to feel so good, okay? And as you write, you might start to realize that things you didn't even know were bothering you are bothering you. Or there could be feelings you thought you healed from long ago that come up from the past. And that's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to get angry. It's okay to be frustrated. This is part of the healing journey. I want you to write and write and write until you feel complete. You'll know when you feel complete. There's no right or wrong time. This can be three minutes. This can be 10 minutes. This can be 20 minutes. This can be an hour. I will say typically for me, because I do this regularly, this is like 20 minutes, but it can be less. It can be more. It all depends on you, how often you do this and how much you have built up inside. So the first time might be a little longer and it might get shorter as you go along. You're like, oh, you know what? That guy was an asshole to me and I just need to go write about it to get this out of my energy so now I can go to my friend's house or my that party, that holiday party and be happy and not be holding on to this at the party, right? So you'll start to feel complete and this sense of relief is going to wash over you. You're going to start feeling lighter. You're going to start feeling more at peace. Maybe you cried it out. Maybe you just got it out of your subconscious, out of your body. And when that feeling of peace starts to wash over you, you know you're complete. Now, this is the most crucial, important thing I have to, this is the wisdom I have to impart upon you. Do not reread what you wrote because that could reignite it. That could make you angry again. That could make you upset again. This is when we get rid of those pages. We're going to either burn them if you have a safe space to do so, 
or you can tear them up into tiny pieces and throw them away. Get them outside of your house. Don't throw them away in your trash where your kids or your husband or your friends can find them, right? Get it outside of your house. Or I've had people flush them down the toilet, tiny little pieces so it doesn't, you know, clog your toilet. Okay. Get rid of that paper. Burn it. Get it out of there. By doing this, you have cleared the space within yourself. You have found yourself some peace from that situation, from that anger, from that sadness, whatever it was. Now, this isn't a one-time fix. This is a practice, just like your exercise routine, just like your yoga is a practice. So you want to try this maybe once a week, a few times a week if you have a lot up for you, or maybe you're in a stressful situation right now with work or with family members, something like that, then you might want to do this regularly. You could do this daily. I'd say for me, I'm at about every couple of weeks, maybe once a month, um, unless I'm going through a really stressful time. But that's like my maintenance dose, right? So practice this because whenever these emotions are weighing us down, it's keeping us from those goals, from those intentions, from being in alignment with who we are and what it is that we want to create in the world. So I would say make writing and burning a part of your regular routine, and this is going to help phenomenally with your emotional well-being. It's going to help phenomenally with reaching those New Year's intentions that we are all setting. Tool number two, forgiveness. The most important thing that you can do before entering the new year, or before I should say setting any new goals or intentions, is forgiving and letting go. Forgiveness opens the door to freedom. Holding anything against anyone else is only holding it against ourselves. So when we forgive, we set ourselves free. We let go of toxic thoughts towards anyone who has wronged us. We forgive, we move on, and that gives us space for peace and the freedom from the burden of not forgiving, right? We also can practice self-forgiveness, and usually I believe that this is best attained through meditation, and self-forgiveness through meditation can be so transformative. You can combine this with some inner child work. You've heard me talk about this on the podcast before, but essentially you're forgiving yourself for any perceived wrongs against yourself. It's acknowledging and healing from your past traumas. It's connecting to your inner child and offering your inner child so much love, compassion, and forgiveness. And meditation is just such a great way to get there because it creates a space for introspection, for emotional processing, for going deep within ourselves. And this doesn't mean sitting in silence. I prefer guided meditation to help me get there. Um, you know, I listen to Katie Kremitzos, guided meditations on the Women's Meditation Network. She's got 14 podcasts now that you can listen to, to help you get there. And when we delve into our feelings and we trace them back to their origins and connect them, right, to where they started, where your present feeling started, originated, then you can heal it. You're opening the doors to those deep-rooted emotions, allowing them an expression, allowing that inner child an expression, those wounds that have been buried over time to come to the surface. And then you can offer comfort and love and understanding to that younger version of yourself that experienced 
those traumas. And that's literally it. That is the practice of self-forgiveness. And that sets us free in the present from those toxic thoughts, those toxic beliefs that we're holding. The act of self-forgiveness during a meditation is this pivotal moment where you're like, oh my God, I don't have to hold on to that anymore. I don't have to think that anymore. I don't have to feel bad about that anymore. Because the truth is, and then what is the truth about that situation? What is the truth about who you are? It wasn't your fault, right? That's a big one. You are whole. You are enough. You are radiating love and joy. And when you make those realizations by going back, you heal, you forgive, you recognize and remember your worth, your strength, and your inherent value. So again, if you need help on this, go to the Women's Meditation Network and do some of those guided meditations. Let yourself be taken back through the process of healing your inner child, of healing the things from your past that you're still holding on to. And I've done this work a lot. And again, it's a practice and things will come up over and over again. But each time you heal, you move up the scale of healing a little bit more and you feel better and better about a situation. And then eventually those things stop coming back. And that's what we're working towards. So forgiveness, forgive yourself, forgive others. And the freedom that you find with that is, it's like there aren't words for that feeling. It's like, The discovery that you can be free from the burdens of the past is one of the best feelings I've ever experienced. And it does open up. Like if you're closed from healing, if you're closed from manifesting your desires, if you're closed from that point of creation, what are you holding on to? And when you release it, that's when everything changes. So if you're like, Allie, how do I do this? I've done multiple podcasts on this. However, in a nutshell, What is the feeling that's up for you? Is it, I'm not good enough? Well, then trace that back. When is the first time that you felt that way? Was it because the teacher said something to you in second grade and you came to the conclusion that I'm not good enough because teacher told me this because I didn't do X or I got a bad grade or dad yelled at me, whatever that was. Trace the feeling back. Love the inner child. Let the inner child feel that love. Give him or her so much love so much forgiveness for the feeling that was formed, the thought that was formed that then carried into the future. And then once you forgive the past, it releases the thought and the feeling in the present. That's it. So again, you can do that through meditation, guided meditation I love, or you can just do this as a practice on your own. You can write about it and you can give your inner child so much love. And that's the process of forgiveness. Now we get to my favorite tool because the first two were really about letting go and creating space. And now we're going to write it down and make it happen. So writing it down and making it happen is all about getting your goals out of your head and on to the paper. It's kind of like sending a wish list to the universe or just writing that letter to Santa. But instead of toys, you're asking for some serious life changes, whatever it is that you desire to create in 2024 and beyond. Now, this is based on the book, Write It Down, Make It Happen. And it's like, if you're into that Napoleon Hill stuff, this book is also full of that 
Energy. Henriette Ann Klauser, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, is the brains behind the book. And she's all about using the pen and writing things down to make them happen in your life. And her message is simple. You have to get specific about what you want. Because, you know, if you're just saying, I want to be successful, well, that's like ordering pizza without toppings. You're like, I want a pizza with some veggies. What are you going to get? You got to go all out with your order. You got to write it down. Be very specific. You want pineapple? Go for it. Put pineapple on that order, but make it so clear so it can't be messed up. You know, Jim Carrey, he wrote himself a fat check. He carried it around in his wallet. And guess what? He got the money, honey. That's right. When he was young and broke, Jim Carrey wrote himself a check for $10 million. And it was dated for Thanksgiving of 1995. And he got exactly that amount around the same time for his role in Dumb and Dumber. Lou Holtz is an even more extreme example. He jotted down more than 100 life goals, in fact, 107 to be specific, for his life back in 1996. Half a century later, all but a few were done and checkmarked. So who was Lou? He was a football player who wrote all of his goals down when he was unemployed at 28 years old. Among his goals were meeting the President of the United States, coaching the Notre Dame football team, meeting the Pope, and getting a hole-in-one. Today, he has accomplished all of those goals. You can see his photos on his website that show him shaking hands with both the president and the Pope, as well as winning a national championship at Notre Dame, and he's also had two holes-in-one so far while playing golf. Then there was Gloria, another great example from the book, and she wrote letters to her soulmate regularly until she met him in person. But by writing it down, visualizing the relationship, appreciating the relationship, even when she wasn't in the relationship, plus taking action steps on her goals of meeting her person, she met and married Ted, who was the exact person she had been writing her letters to. The full story of that is in chapter four of Write It Down, Make It Happen, if you'd like to read it. So the author, Henriette Ann Klauser, says, simply writing down your goals in life is the first step towards achieving them. The writing down part is not about time management. It's not a to-do list that will make you feel guilty if you don't get every single thing done. Rather, writing it down is about clearing your head, identifying what you want, and setting your intent. You can make it happen purely by believing in the possibility. And she refers to the concept of manifesting goals by writing them down as follows. Writing a description of what you want is a way of saying you believe that it is attainable and good things happen and life is a narrative that you have a hand in writing. I love that so much. So I found an example not from the book. It was from a reader of the book. Her name is Carol Westmore, and you can find this at carolwestmore.com, who read the book and then realized that she had accidentally reached her goals by writing them down in one of the most funny and interesting ways possible. So these are her words. The magic island love that came true. Many years ago, in my mid-30s with young children, I set my heart on becoming a published author by writing a romance novel for Mills and Boone. I hoped to break into publication as an author via their series of formulaic love stories, often referred to as bodice rippers. 
I was living in South Africa at the time and spent months outlining the chapters and even designing a cover, the working title, Magic Island Love. It was based on a time I had spent on the island of Ibiza in love with an English poet called Michael. But despite a vividly beautiful cover emblazoned with the title Magic Island Love, I could not churn out the words and eventually gave up on it. I decided that my future lay in writing non-fiction books in the self-help category, which after all was my passion and chief interest. Fast forward to age 50, divorced and longing for love, I eventually met the love of my life and soulmate Nick on a travel site called couchsurfing.com because I had written down one of my goals was to travel in Europe as I had in my 20s when I ended up in Ibiza. We were married in Cape Town eight years ago and moved to the UK to be based in his home on the Isle of Wight. One day, while recounting the story of my failed romance novel to a friend, she began to laugh out loud. Don't you see, she said, you manifested your own magic island love after all? I had invested in my imagination, focus, and intention on creating the very love story I wrote down and am living today. In addition, I later used my creative journal to script perfect soulmate love scenarios with collages of romantic couples and writing it down so vividly also helped to manifest it, I have no doubt. And I love that story because of how she unintentionally manifested her life by writing this novel that never got published that ended up being her life. So here's the kicker. Writing things down activates your brain in a magical way. It's like training your mind to look for everything that you've jotted down, kind of like a map, because our brains have this built-in filter called RAS, R-A-S, which sorts out the important stuff from the noise. So by writing down what's essential, what's important to you, what you want to create, you actually trick your brain into sorting it out for you. It's like having your brain working in the background as your personal assistant, right? So to write it down and make it happen, you just want to get very specific with what you want to create. Get very specific with your goals. Tap into your brain's magical abilities by writing them down. And then, of course, taking action towards those goals. Because, you know, Jim Carrey's fat check didn't come without a little action. He had to audition for the role. He had to practice his craft of acting, right? He had to put himself out there in Hollywood. So pick up that pen and start scripting your future. And remember, no matter what it is, it doesn't matter what you do between Thanksgiving and New Year's that counts. It's what you do between New Year's and Thanksgiving that makes all the difference in the year to come. So cheers to your 2024. This holiday season, give the gift of great sleep with two incredible products designed to promote relaxation and restful nights. Your first ticket to tranquility is the Organifi Gold. This is your turmeric tea latte. You can immerse yourself in the soothing blend of turmeric and mushrooms, which are carefully crafted to ease your body into a state of calm. It's got nine powerful superfoods. It's got zero sugar. It's an adaptogenic tea, and it's my nightly ritual for rejuvenation. So whether it's a gift for someone else or the gift you give yourself, you can say goodbye to restless nights and hello to incredible taste 
and aroma. Now, this makes a great gift if you get the travel packs, right? You could put them in everyone's stockings. And if you have a chocoholic in your life, whether it's you or someone else, I absolutely recommend the Organifi Chocolate Gold. That will put you to sleep. It's like a chocolate milk hot chocolate. You can put some, maybe some vegan whipped cream on top and just have this delicious nightly ritual that you can give as a gift to others or have an amazing experience yourself, right? That's all over at OrganifiShop.com slash FoodHeals. Use the coupon code FoodHeals to save 20% off your order. The other sleep and relaxation products I can't live without, check out Zen by Cured nutrition. It harnesses the power of broad spectrum CBD, ashwagandha, chamomile, magnesium, reishi, skullcap, and valerian. It's your pathway to bliss. It's so peaceful because of the CBD, which is a natural cannabinoid, which interacts with your body's endocannabinoid system to regulate your sleep, your mood, your appetite, and more. So if you're worried about some holiday people pissing you off, maybe there's some holiday parties you don't want to go in, some family members you're not excited to see, this is going to bring you ultimate relaxation and calm without the high. It's not THC. And of course, all the products I'm recommending are vegan and gluten-free, and they also make great gifts for the sleeping beauties in your life who want some more rest and relaxation. So this holiday season, visit curednutrition.com slash foodheals and save 20% off your zen. Give yourself the gift of sleep and relaxation, and you can give it to others too. Who else wants a free, fresh bottle of olive oil shipped straight to their door? Let me back up. The first time I went to Italy, I finally tasted real olive oil for the first time. It's not that I had never had olive oil before, of course, in the States, but the difference was I was having olive oil made fresh from olives that were growing on the property in Ravello off the Amalfi Coast. It was an experience I will never forget, and I ended up shipping like six bottles of it home because I couldn't bear to go back to store-bought processed olive oil. Well, the same thing happened to TJ Robinson. He's also known as the olive oil hunter. He learned that olive oil packs the most flavor and the healthiest nutrients when it's fresh from the farm. And that's the problem with your typical like supermarket olive oil the olive oil is not fresh. They can sit on the shelf for months, years, growing stale. And that's why I'm so excited that I now get my olive oil direct from small award-winning farms. Thanks to TJ, who I just did an olive oil tasting with, which was so fun. I absolutely fell in love with their vibrant, fresh, grassy flavors. They're totally delicious. They're great on veggies, pasta, salad, you name it. And TJ has his fresh-pressed Olive Oil Club and Food Heals Nation, he will send you a full-size bottle worth $39 of one of the world's finest, most artisanal olive oils, fresh from the latest harvest, but he's only going to charge you $1 to help cover shipping. There's no commitment to buy anything now or ever. It's his gift to Food Heals Nation. So you can get your free $39 bottle for just $1 shipping. Taste the difference. Taste the freshness. You can go to Get Fresh. 323.com. That's getfresh323.com. You'll get your free bottle and you'll pay $1 for shipping. Getfresh323.com. 
All right, next up, I'm speaking with Dylan Abea. He is a self-taught fitness enthusiast who, after overcoming his own personal obstacles, found solace and strength in fitness, sharing his journey transparently on Instagram to inspire and coach others through life's challenges. Roll it, Roxy. All right, Food Heals Nation, please join me in welcoming Instagram fitness star Dylan Abea to the show. Welcome, Dylan. Thank you very much. What a nice welcome. Yes, I'm so glad to have you. You've made a name for yourself on Instagram, helping people with their fitness. But take me back to how did you get started in fitness? Why are you passionate about wellness? I know you're passionate about the healing power of food too. So take me back to where that all started. Wow. So essentially my life disintegrated. Mm. Um, And lots of things happened in my life whereby you can and people can go and you see it all around people can go one way or the other they can get angry Mm -hmm. and upset or they can reframe that and rechannel that um energy from sadness anger frustration into other things yeah and in in the moment of a certain situation occurring so separation i had an epiphany whereby I was not going to allow what was going on to make me go down a negative path. I was going to take the energy from all those emotions and rechannel them into something different. Yeah. And obviously, we all have things that go on in our lives. And this is applicable regardless of what the situation is. It's, it's more about understanding that everything is energy. And it's our decision as to how we use that energy anger, frustration, sadness, happiness, joy. Um, They're all emotions that have energy behind them. And how you use that energy is up to you, is up to the individual. You just have to understand that in the first instance to be able to then start to work on how you rechannel. And so instead of being angry about certain situations, I thought, right, I am not happy with my weight, I'm not happy with my fitness, I'm not happy with my eating habits, didn't even realize my eating habits were bad, or actually I did, but I was doing nothing about it. Sure. I was then thinking, okay, what do I do here? And I started to rechannel all this stuff into fitness, into being creative, into uh, via via sort of taking photographs, um, videography and writing. And through my journey of fitness, um, uh, of starting to get back to the gym and go to the gym regularly, I was getting actually bored with my gym workout. And I decided to um, go to new gyms, which had people who were sort of really at the top of their game in their space, either sort of as PTs or even athletes. And they really started to talk to me about diet and and how diet was uh, a huge factor to my fitness goals. Um, yeah. You know, I was 27 kilos or nearly 60 pounds heavier than I am today. Mm-hmm. And uh, the biggest delta to that change was changing my diet. And that is something that I learned sort of f- from these people who are experts in uh, the PT, personal training and, uh, and sports world. And they were saying to me, you can go to the gym as many times as you want. You can do as much cardio as you want. You can lift as many weights as you want. But unless you change your diet, and I was binging on chocolate Mm -hmm. through my day, 
not even through my day. I used to be like, oh, I won't have breakfast. I won't have lunch uh, because I want to lose weight. I'd obviously get to about three o'clock in, in the afternoon and I'd be, I'd be tired. I need I would need energy. So I can get a quick boost by eating chocolate. Right, right. Or Red Bull. Mm. Uh, terrible things for your diet. And so I had to learn to change that. Right. And I naturally have a sweet tooth. So that was very, very difficult. Same, um, same. I feel yeah. you. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough when you have that in your head. But then I started to realize that your fitness journey, my fitness journey was, yes, it's the least important, but still important is going to the gym and actually being active. You must obviously be active. The second most important thing is nutrition. But ultimately, the most important thing are your thoughts and your mind. Right. So you have a sweet tooth. You just said, I have a sweet tooth. I understand how that feels. So when that craving for that chocolate comes to my mind, it's my decision as to whether I allow that thought to progress to opening a chocolate bar and eating it or not. Mm -hmm. It's my decision. And thinking of those thoughts as something that you can control is a game changer. That is such a good point. And I can't tell you how many people, Dylan, have come on this show and said, you know, I'm really here to talk about gut health or I'm really here to talk about fitness, but your mind comes first. Like you cannot heal without the right mindset. And I think that's really important wisdom to impart because I remember, you know, my journey in terms of like, I lost both of my parents to cancer and I had never been through a trauma before. I didn't understand what depression was. I didn't understand how to heal the body. I was in a completely uncharted territory and I didn't know how to react to that except to eat more chocolate and drown my sorrows. And so not only did I have to change my nutrition because I decided I'll never get cancer like they did. So let me eat the most anti-cancer diet, but I had to change my mindset as well. And then to your point about the fitness, you know, you can't outrun your fork. So I don't care if you're running 10 miles a day and lifting weights. If you're eating garbage all of the time, your body is not going to change. You might get a little results, but you're going to be at this terrible plateau where you can't actually get the results that you're seeking. So I think you made some really, really good points here. And I totally agree with you. Thank you. And what you said was, is absolutely, I'm so aligned with that. You can, we can have all these experts talk about gut health, about lifting weights, about doing cardio and different types of cardio, different types of training and all these new sort of wonderful news, you know, exercises that come into market like Hyrox and which are amazing by the way, but yeah. it's your mind that one has to get into gear. And in the same way that we, we, we think, about going to the gym, the analogy is we go to the gym to try and work on losing fat or gaining muscle or building muscle. We also need to work out our mind. Mm -hmm. It's about managing your mind. It's about taking control of your mind. And we don't tap into that anywhere near as much as we could. And so the base case of any of this, eating well, working out a new fitness regime, achieving your goals starts with how you think. You know what I think would be really beneficial today? Because, you know, if you go to your Instagram, which is at D-I-L-A-N-A-B-E-Y-A, -A -E you can see that Dylan, you are very, very in shape. And I know that takes hard work, discipline, and a very disciplined mindset that also not only discipline, but 
finds joy in the process rather than I have to do this. I get to do this. So whether it's giving up sugar or going sugar light, I'm personally sugar light. I've never given it up fully. I'm just sugar light. And what that means for me is special occasions only. Um, And that's how I'm able to manage the cravings and still enjoy my life without deprivation. That's just how it works for me. But I'd love for you to take us through, especially since it's almost the new year and everyone's going to go nuts on January 1st and go, I'm going to work out. For the rest of the year, right? Set those New Year's resolutions that then two weeks later, you're like, oh, did I sign up for that gym membership? Man, life got hard and I forgot about it or maybe a month later. So take us through the mindset of A, doing the right things for your nutrition and B, how you have the discipline and the mindset to keep up with this workout routine that keeps you in the best shape of your life. Because I don't know how old you are, but clearly you look much younger than your age in your photos Mm -hmm. and your attitude also contributes to that as well. Thank you very much. And again, I I completely agree with your points. It's the journey that one must enjoy. And indeed, the destination, whilst we must have a destination and goals there, that that isn't the goal. The goal isn't the goal. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the the process that you go through every every day is what one must focus on. Being present in this moment, in let's just say this podcast right here, right now, I'm fully enjoying meeting you, as it were, albeit audio on only. This is an incredibly engaging conversation, and I am making the most of this time. And it mm-hmm. it, it is our job to understand that we must be present in every single uh, step that we take each day so mindfulness absolutely and being present in in the moment um Mm -hmm. and in what you're doing and giving intention to what you're doing and these all sound sound like buzzwords right but Mm -hmm. they actually do work i thought they were buzzwords i thought they were you know just words that you 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 use um without really thinking about applying them in real terms being being grateful giving thanks um being mindful, being, um, you know, be present in the moment. Yeah. They're all buzzwords, but one actually has to apply them in real terms. And if you think about it, let's just say you want to earn your degree, a four-year degree in the United Kingdom, it's three years. You think, ah, at the end of of three years or at the end of four years, I'll have um, a degree and then I can go and get a job. Um, and your destination is getting that degree. So in the four years up to that, all you're thinking about is the end of four years. Well, what about each day within those four years? What about each day that you go through? Are you to not think about what you're doing in those days, aside from mindlessly going to the library, studying, doing your work, doing your homework, doing your exams, until you get to the point of four years time when you get your degree and you pass, which is fantastic, but you've not really thought about enjoying each day as you go along up until that four years, um, uh, up until you get to that end of that four years. And I've made that mistake many, many times. I'm like, oh, I want to get a degree. Oh, I want to get a job. Oh, I want to buy a house. Oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do it. And I think about the, the end result and not really being present in the days leading up to me achieving that result. And, and so I say all of this because 
to your question about discipline and how you keep discipline and when one one gets that gym membership in January and how you keep it going well yeah <laughs> well it's about whether you what you really want and and whether what you want outweighs not going to the gym whether what you want outweighs losing the weight gaining muscle mass achieving your degree changing your mindset to live in the moment to uh be present in the moment and and that's what again that then comes down to mindset that moment middle of january when you've been to the gym every you know three times a week for the first two weeks of january and then the the third week comes along you're like ah oh, just stay on the couch ah oh, just have that chocolate ah oh, just have that well do you want that cake more than you want to get in shape do you want to achieve that degree at the best grade that you can get or do you not what do you want and so the thoughts will come into your head to be lazy to not do the work to not go to the gym to to eat that chocolate those thoughts will come and they will persist and they will be angrily at you fiercely at you eat the chocolate don't go to the gym don't study don't do all these things they will come at you fiercely but you have to think this in context they are they are thoughts in your own mind in your right. own mind that are telling you don't do this don't do this don't. and you have to tell those thoughts and that voice to go away literally go away and the first time you do that and you go to the gym and you overcome that voice and you go to the gym after that voice has told you not to go to the gym you will feel liberated and then it will evidence to you that you can overcome that voice and then do it again a third time a fourth time a fifth time a tenth time and all of a sudden that voice becomes incredibly weak and incredibly silent and the louder voice becomes going to the gym and the more you do that the more routine that becomes in your weekly schedule and as time passes on 3 months down the line it takes 3 or 4 months to do this habits are formed whereby the habit of going to the gym is just part of your day part of your weekly routine in 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 exactly the same way eating the right foods versus chocolate is part of now what i do aside from you know i'll go to i went was at a wedding in spain recently i was at a birthday in berlin recently i was at a, a couple of birthday parties in london recently and i had a drink and i had some of the birthday cake um but but having a cake a piece of cake once every once a month once every two weeks makes no difference to the overall effort if through the week every week your food and your diet overall are consistently good of course you've created the space for that with those daily habits that you talked about that's how i create space for my wine that's how i create space yes. for my chocolate yes. because my diet is so clean because my routine in terms of exercise and moving moving my body movement is my medicine then medicine. i know i have space for that and sometimes during the holidays it may i may create a little less space or i may um have a little more and that's okay because i know i'll get back because of my why and i think it's back to your point it's like okay why are you doing this for me i have my long term goals and my short term goals that help me stay 
on the path towards my long-term goals. So my long-term goals for me is I will never get cancer because both of my parents died of cancer. So that's my goal. I will do everything cancer prevention wise that I ever learn. I'll take every supplement. I will work out. I will keep myself lean and strong and healthy and young and all the things. And then two is to live as an old granny to over a hundred years old and be like bike riding to the farmer's market. And they're like, how's granny still alive? You know what I mean? Just to be. I love that. (laughs) Thank you. Just to be that person. But at the same time, all of those things are a long ways away. So personally, I need short-term goals to not get stagnant. So recently, one of my short-term goals was, okay, it's your birthday. Every year when we get older, we're like, uh, am I still young? Am I still cute? Like we don't, no one wants to age. Right. And so I was like, I want to look the best I've ever looked and I'm going to Bermuda. So I'm going to be in a bathing suit. So my goal right now is to get in amazing shape. And that means I'm going to work my ass off until Bermuda doesn't mean I'm going to stop when I'm done, but that short-term goal is going to carry over after I reach the goal. It doesn't mean I'm going to go insane in Bermuda. Now I'm going, I I will enjoy myself and all of that. But what I'm going to do is set another short-term goal. So what will the next one be? So as long as I have fun, short-term goals, then I will always be working to my long-term goal, right? And going to the gym, I've never regretted it. You wake up, you're tired. You never regret that you went to the gym. You never regret that you sat on your floor. Like I have my workouts in my phone and I will just, before I eat, I'll be like, all right, go do three sets from your workout app. Go do three sets, whether it's arms, abs, booty, whatever. And that just keeps me in a routine. And so I love setting my short-term goals in order to achieve my long-term goals. And I think that's something everyone can take into the new year with them. Like join the gym, do the things, but what's your short-term goal and what's your ultimate why that keeps you creating new short-term goals? That's great. That's a really helpful way to help people break things down because, um, and, and that's, you know what, you can apply that in, in many aspects of life because one gets overwhelmed with this like oh my this big goal of like right i want to lose 50 pounds right i want to be jacked right i want to be in the best shape of of my life ever it's a that's a big big banner right right and people who are overwhelmed with that like even starting a business i want to create a multi-million dollar business i want to achieve um, a phd these are big big goals right yes and and they're big things which which in the from the outset are like can be overwhelming and 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 the best way to be able to achieve them to your point is to break it down mm-hmm. into small steps into small goals like you want to you want to create a multi-million dollar business okay well what is your plan each day to be able to you need to break that down into years into months into weeks into days every day what are you doing to build your strategy to get to that end goal obviously you have to build a strategy you have to build a plan you have to build all these things but then you break it down into small steps every day every week every month that you then build on and every day that you build on, let's just say every day you get 1% better, every day you build on, it becomes an accretive compounding effect on what you are doing. Yeah. So to your point of short-term goals, it's absolutely a brilliant way to look at it. I love that. And the compounding effect 
of these short-term goals is huge. People have that whole thing, don't they? They want to go. They want to go to the gym and get jacked overnight. They want to uh, start a diet and they want to lose all their weight in in the first two week, in the first two weeks in the first week. They they want to start a business and they want to be a multi million dollar business in uh, the first three months. It just doesn't happen like that. And if you set those goals, you're going to fail immediately. However, right, by right. setting those goals and achieving go, those short term goals as you go along, you'll gain confidence. When I say, "Oh, I'm going to get in the best shape of my life." in a month and a half, I know that's not actually possible. However, I had already started last October. So over a year ago, I had started on this weight loss journey and to get myself back to my natural set point because I knew I was above it. And I knew that I could get back there with some discipline and and a lot of love um, towards my habits. And so I was already at a point because I had set all those short-term goals. So I'm now set up for the point to have the next short-term goal, right? And so I just want to say that because it's like, it, to your point, we can't become a million-dollar business in one month. We can't detox 30 pounds of the crap that we've been putting in our body for 30 years overnight. That's going to take some time. But then when you lose the first five pounds or you start um, working out four days a week and you realize, oh, I can incorporate this into my life, you get that confidence, as you said, to keep going. And then you have another reason. You're like, oh, I can do this. This feels really good. You start feeling better. You start looking better. People start commenting, what are you doing? And you're just like, yes, that's motivation to continue. So I think that's like, such a fun part of this. Like, how can we make this fun and, and a happy thing and not a, a have to thing? Because I know everyone after December 31st or December 30th, I don't know how many days are in December actually for some reason, but are going to be like, okay, new life starts today, but how can we make that sustainable? So I do appreciate this conversation with you, Dylan. Um, what I would love to ask you about is can you give us some tips? Because this is not necessarily a fitness show. So when I have someone on like you, I would love to get some tips for people in terms of like, okay, women versus men. What are we looking to do? More cardio, more weight training, also vegans versus non-vegans, because a lot of my audience is plant-based, vegetarian, or eats more plants than not. Can you give us some advice when it comes to like the type of person, or it could be an age bracket. Like, can you give us some advice on strength training and cardio and where we can kind of get started and what's best for what type of person? Yeah. I mean, it is, um, there's no blank up rules, right? Um, and I think that's, what's really important to understand, um, in the same way with diet in the same way with, um, fitness, you really have to figure out your own body, your own diet, and it takes a little bit of work um, to do sure. that. Right? And whatever age bracket you're in, whether you're male or female, and there's obviously differences between the male body and and the female body, etc. But always worth, I think, to. For, to, to get a couple of PT sessions in with an expert, an actual personal trainer can look at your current state and then assess mm-hmm. where you are and then help you on a cardio and a lift weighting. And it's both, it's important to do both lift weights and cardio are important for male and female, but also then 
it needs to be something that's bespoke to you. So I would invest in a couple of PT sessions with a good PT that you know in your local area uh, from people around, get a couple of sessions in, learn a few exercises, learn how to lift weights, learn what cardio works, get a couple of lessons, invest in yourself. Instead of the Netflix subscription for one month or two months, put that money into a personal trainer for two months. Um, and I think, you know, people say, oh my God, a PT is really expensive. No, it's not expensive. Look at your Netflix subscription look at your um what you spend on amazon prime look at what you spend on going to the mall look at what you spend on all these things that you could actually do without for a couple of months and re-channel into an investment into a pt to learn how to learn which weights to lift which hit classes to do we talked a lot about mindset here i think meditating and controlling your thoughts is key um, to your point about purpose, what's your why? That's really, really important. And we and people always think, I don't know what my why is. I don't know what my interests are. I don't know. You do. We do. We all know the answers to our questions. We yeah. just have to ask ourselves. We need to calm our minds, go into a quiet room and ask, what do I want? Close our eyes what do and ask the question what do i want what do i like and listen to the words that come to mind because those are your why now it's then your responsibility to explore those things and if you actually put into action exploring those things you'll find more of the things that you like you'll find more of the people that are in line with you and you'll continue to do more of those things and they will include doing the best things for yourselves. To your point, like I always, you know, what I encourage on this show for everyone to do is not to subscribe to any one diet because we all have different um, DNA. We all have different blood types. We all live in different regions. And so my perfect diet is not the same as your perfect diet, Dylan, right? And so Absolutely. I encourage people to go get functional medicine tested and find out what are your food allergies? What are your food sensitivities? What nutrients are you missing? What vitamins are you deficient in that you need to supplement with so you can create the perfect diet for yourself? And then when it comes to exercise, the personal training is such a great idea. And I can speak to my own experience because I don't currently have a personal trainer, but about maybe seven years ago or so, I got a personal trainer at like my cushy gym in LA and I felt so fancy and I was like, oh, I'm going to get so ripped and all the things. And what I learned from that experience was phenomenal. Okay. Dylan, I did not know what a set was. I didn't understand. Wow. Yeah. I didn't understand. I was supposed wow. to do um, weight bearing exercise until exhaustion and then rest and then do it again. Like I didn't understand any of those concepts, which I know to someone like you are absolutely like fundamental and duh. But for someone like me, I had no idea. So I think that's a great idea for people to go get a PT who will teach them those things. But can you break some of that down for us? Like if you don't know anything about you just go to the gym you're like okay i'll do the arm machine all right i'm done all right i'll do the treadmill all right i'm done and we actually don't know what we're doing which was how i was before i ever got someone to teach me how the body worked and how training worked and how muscle building actually worked and how working something to exhaustion was the 
way to do it. Can you talk to me about that? Like at a basic level for anyone listening who was me before I learned this? Absolutely. So I was the same. I used to go to the gym and like be on autopilot. And I think one, one thing that's absolutely key with lifting weights and even cardio is it's about getting your technique correct. Now, okay. when you go to the gym and you see the machines as opposed to free weights, um, if you don't know anything, start, start on the, uh, start on the, on the machines because they are set up in a very specific way that, um, make you move if you do the full movement of a an actual machine the way that it needs to so right injuries less so i think that if anyone were to join a gym they'll i would hope that they give you a tour around and they give you some basic uh, guidelines on how to use the machines for someone who's a complete novice but mm -hmm. uh, but the key to it it really is good technique a good pt and my best pt told me right at the beginning I do not want to be training you in six months time. I do not want to be training you for the next year, for the next two years. I want to give you six lessons and for you to go off, right? That is an amazing PT. He said, you might come and check in with me in three months time, in six months time, and we can do a refresher. We can like, you know, amp up certain, uh, certain new techniques or certain new exercises, etc. because everything's evolving and everything's, everything's changing in the fitness world in a big, big way. Lots of innovation, lots of new exercises. And it's really important. It's really good to like understand and learn these new things because they keep your body fresh and keep you fresh and keep your mind fresh. But the best PTs out there teach you good technique of the basics so that you can go off and do it on your own without them. That is amazing. And it goes back to your point of, well, this is an investment, but it's not forever. And so, you know, you mentioned the Netflix and the other things. It's like, do it for six sessions, do it for a period of time, and then you're empowered to continue doing it on your own. You have this routine and then yep. you can always go back if you want, but it's not a waste of money. It's an investment in your health and it's temporary if you can keep it up on your own. Now, if you can't and you want to keep going back, more power to you and you can afford it, absolutely go for it. But I yep. think that I, that's my takeaway as well, because that's what happened for me. I was like, oh, now I have a routine and now I understand more about how muscles work. Now I understand, oh, I'm making these small tears that then need 48 hours to repair. So don't do the same thing within 24 hours you did yesterday. You got to switch up the routine. You don't want to plateau. You can't do the same routine every day because then you plateau. Your body doesn't change. It just gets used to it. And then it needs that to sustain where it is. I didn't know any of that without a PT, Dylan. It was yeah. an education. Yeah, absolutely. It, and, it, and it is an education. It really is. And and it's, one must think about it in terms of it's an investment in yourself. Yeah. Our bodies our are our vehicle in this lifetime. So why would you not make it the best version of what it is? Beautiful. Well said. I could not agree more. Talk to me a little bit about um, your Instagram and how you inspire people, where people can find you online and what they can learn from you. You do health coaching as well. Tell us all the things about <laughs> how to follow you, stalk you, work with you, all of that. So um, my main sort of um, platform is Instagram at Dylan Abea, so D-I-L-A-N-A-B-E-Y-A. And I also have um, a website, a new website that is going to be launching very, very soon, which I'm incredibly excited about. It's again, DylanAbea.com. Um, and on those platforms, I really talk about what's 
what's been going on in my life, how I've dealt with those things, coping mechanisms that I have found. And my main agenda really is to try and help people, help people um, if they are at low points or if they are trying to change themselves up, if they are trying to transform themselves. And my transformation is on my Instagram account as well. You'll see on a couple of posts like uh, a few months ago, actually, where I, I I put pictures of before and after where I'm, you know, 140 150 pounds and now I'm um half that uh, not half yeah. that like I'm you know uh 35% less than that um mm. so I've as I said I've lost 60 pounds in my time and I talk about the, the the coping mechanisms and the methods that I and the strategies that I have found have worked for me and I talk about them um to see if they might help other people um, some of them will, some of them won't, but there might be some things that do trigger uh, an accord that people might think, ah, oh, I can apply that to my life. And again, I'm just a regular person, a regular life that has found different ways um, to apply to my life that I do consistently every day and Every day, I do not want to go to the gym. And every day, I do not want to eat the right things. But I've learned methods to control my thoughts um, on pushing those negative voices down and away. And those are the types of themes that I I talk about and write about on my platform uh, to try and help people think about how they think. And to make people understand that it's down to them to apply these things. And it's all within our, our individual power to affect those things. So what do you want to do? The choice is yours. Cue clap track. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I'm so with you. I appreciate that. And I think it's really important when we also curate our Instagram feed. It's like, okay, we find these influencers who are beautiful and are well taken care of and have these amazing photos, but we don't see the before pictures. And so we go, well, I can't actually relate to them because they've probably always been this way or they've never been through trauma, but you openly speak about, I've been through trauma and you're showing your before pictures. And I think that's important when it comes to like us realizing, oh, if this person did it, I can do it too. Rather than a person who's always looked this way, hasn't dealt with anything, hasn't been overweight, hasn't been through trauma in their life. And, and then I feel like I can't relate to you at all. But if yeah. I see you thriving on social media and I know, oh, he has been through something. Oh, he used to be 60 pounds heavier than I have more motivation because I go, if he can do it, I can do it too. So that's what I appreciate about you and the work that you do for sure. Thank you. And that's, that's really, really key to it. It's like anyone can transform. I was in not a great place. My personal life blew up, disintegrated. I was 60 pounds heavier. I wasn't happy with my life. I didn't like what was going on. I kept eating or doing all these negative, being in these negative loops, et cetera. And it is very possible to change those things. And actually, if you reframe and you look at your one's trauma and you look at your trials and your tribulations, those, those dark areas are where you can actually find a lot and learn a lot about yourself. 
And that information is absolutely key to how then you continue to a transformation on a journey to get out of those dark places. And, and your dark side is as important as your light side. Understanding why you're eating the chocolate, understanding why you don't want to go to the gym, understanding why you can't be bothered to do that extra bit of work towards your business, understanding what it is, what that dark side is, what the chocolate is is telling you, shouting at you, and why it's encouraging to you are, are negative aspects to your personality. Understand those negative aspects. It is very possible to do, um, to understand the whys. You just have to ask yourself, as we said before. And so, yes, I talk about things that I have gone through that aren't great, that have been negative, have been horrible, but I use those things to my advantage through my journey to get me to where I am today. And that's hugely powerful. I don't want to be 60 pounds heavier. I remember that when I like, I can't be bothered to go to the gym. I remember that when the voice says, eat the chocolate, eat the cake, have the beer. I remember that feeling of being 60 pounds heavier, upset, annoyed with myself, disappointed with myself, um, and angry at myself. Those, those dark thoughts, moments, times are so important to analyze because you will learn so much about yourself. Understanding your dark side and your light side is where the gold dust is. They will, they will teach you about what your triggers are, what your why is, what your purpose is, and those things will allow you mid-January, when you have that gym membership, when you like, you've done it for two weeks and you can't be bothered for the third week, they will make you go for the third week into February, March, April, May, June, and so on and so forth. And so, as I say, I do post pictures where, I, where I'm jacked 100%. I, want, <laughs> I, I absolutely, we all take photos. We all want to look our best in our photos. And, you know, we go on holiday, you take your, the best photos. You, you go to a wedding or you get married or you have your prom night or whatever it might you want. You want to have the best pictures. Of course, we all want to have our best pictures, right? Oh, I'm so, super thirsty. Yeah. So, yes, I want to sh- present the best, best, my best side. But equally, I do show pictures where I'm 60 pounds heavier. I do talk about things that aren't great. I do talk, talk about situations where I'm in a dark place. I do talk about situations where I don't, don't have, um, where I feel lonely or aside or whatever it might be. And, I, and it's so important to discuss those things. And each of us, if we do that, will learn a lot about ourselves. And I've, I've learned a lot lot about myself from looking into those things and those things give me power yes so beautifully said and I always say like I'm not healed I'm on a healing journey but I'm a hell of a lot better than I was last year the year before three years ago right I'm always up leveling now it doesn't mean I don't falter it doesn't mean I don't fall it doesn't mean I don't fall out sometimes absolutely yeah because I think um Sometimes with Instagram and stuff, it's like when you see 
this perfectionism, these perfect feeds, then you go down on yourself and you go, oh my gosh, I'll never be like that. So I might as well not try. And the truth is they're not showing the ups and downs. So I want to follow the people who show the ups and downs. So it's relatable because I go, oh my gosh, they have also been through trauma. Oh, they also lost someone they loved, or they also were blah, 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 pounds overweight or whatever it might be. And then you go, oh, I can relate to this. And the unrelatable content, I think, is crushing us in terms of like mm-hmm. our our spirit and our motivation. So if anyone's listening, like go curate your feed, go delete, block all of the ones, all of the people that you follow that don't make you feel good and make your feed make you feel good. And I think that's something that I, I try to do regularly. I will I'll see one post. I'm like, deleted, blocked. Like, that does not make me feel good. I I think social media is so powerful and it's such a tool for good, but it's also such a tool for our own self-destruction. And so what I don't want people to do is self-destruct by following too many accounts and spending too much time online. So it's like curate your feed. So it's happiness. So it's encouragement. So it's not anything that's going to bring you down when you open that phone. Cause I think we open our phone. I, I was just reading an article, Dylan, I forget how many times per day, but it was like something like thousands per day. I might be misquoting. I'll have to go back and read it, but I was shocked by the number. And I was like, I need to put the phone down because that's not healthy for any body. So if you're picking up that phone multiple times a day, make sure to curate your feed. So you're following positivity accounts, accounts that lift you up. And so Dylan, I know that's how you made a name for yourself. And I know that's how you're helping people today. So thank you so much for the work that you do. Happy New Year's. Any imparting wisdom for Food Heals today? Control your thoughts. I think the analogy you make about delete blocking negative feeds is the same that you can apply to your mind and your thoughts. Delete block the negative thoughts. Yeah. All right. So in the same way that you unfollow someone on Instagram, unfollow the negative thought that says don't go to the gym, unfollow the thought that says, oh, you can do, you can work on your business tomorrow or the day after. Unfollow those thoughts, replace them with actually doing, taking action um, and enjoy every single step of the way. Thank you so much for being here, Dylan. That was a perfect ending. I appreciate you. And so Food Heals Nation, again, you can follow him at Dylan Abaya, D-I-L-A-N-A-B-E-Y-A. DylanAbaya.com is the new website. Dylan, thank you again so much for being here. Thank you. This is fantastic. Um, Love and peace to everyone. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately. (laughs) 